is uh, Pastor Goodwin was asking me this morning at breakfast as to why did I become a missionary? And my answer was very strange sounding and perhaps haughty. But as I thought about it more, it's only a half answer. The first answer I gave him is because it's a commandment. I was commanded by God to preach this gospel. Every believer is commanded by God to serve him in our gifts. I was commanded to be a preacher. I did not want to, and then he made me. And he made me want it. And you know what made me want it? It's the joy. It's the joy. It's the joy of being a missionary is why I'm a missionary. Because that's where God is. Wherever God has called us and whatever God has called us unto doing is our greatest joy if we do it sincerely from our heart. If we do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. Our worship is not on a mountain. There is no mountain that can help us. If we went up even unto Mount Calvary, it could not help us in the worship of God. He's not there anymore. He's spirit. And those that worship God must worship him in spirit. In the power of the Holy Spirit, in our spirit. That's the only way that me and you can worship God acceptably and with joy. And that kind of joy that God gives, it cannot be found any other place in this world. I'm from California. It's the land of riches and plenty. But there is no joy in California. There is joy in Christ Jesus. So whatever he wills, and whatever he says, if we do it from the heart, mean you are blessed. It's in Colossians, please, in chapter number three. 
Here is a blessed promise from God and it comes with a commandment. The brother was asking as to why be a missionary. I'm following my joy. Whatever God says do, just you do it from your heart in the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse number 23 from Colossians 3. And whatever you do, it doesn't matter as to what it is. If you're a mother, if you have, it's only one child or you have a hundred children. If you're a father, if you have only one child or if you have a hundred. You're a pastor, and you're preaching to only two people. I came into Nigeria with the thought. In it was on my heart and mind. That if I came here. And it's hard to be an interpreter when everybody is critiquing you, but you're doing fine, sir. Mm. Have to be patient with them. I have a hard tongue. Oh, but I came here with the heart and wish. If it please God, and I only preached unto five lepers for the rest of my life. At the edge of the road, if my parents, if my family, if my friends, if they never heard from me again, and I was unknown unto all of mankind. I preach unto those five lepers for the rest of my life if it was God's will. It's because he'll be there. He'll be there. He's the only joy I've ever found. I play professional sports. And I was happy. But I never had this joy. That's something only God can do. 
the satisfaction of sins. My sins and your sins are not held against us by God. And that gets deep down into the conscience. And there's peace and the power of forgiveness. And then he gives us the power to serve God. And just to be able to obey God when you've tried so hard and failed. It's a joy that's out of this world. It's a satisfaction. Oh, my Lord Jesus said, I got meat to eat you don't know about. It's to do God's will. I hope you don't mind my tears. I'm a weeping preacher if it hits my heart. Whatever you do, it doesn't matter what it is. You don't have to stand up here. It doesn't matter if anybody knows your name. It doesn't matter if you're big in this world. Whatever you find to do for God, whatever he says, ah, you do it with all your heart. If you do it heartily, not for self-glory. It's not to be somebody. It's not to be seen. It's not to be righteous in the eyes of men or God. It's strictly for God. Because he loves you. And he forgave you. <laughs> and he gives you the strength and power to serve. All because he loves you in your heart. And even when you don't feel it, you know he's faithful. Are you hearing? Whatever you do, you do it heartily. You do it from the heart as to the Lord and not to men. That's the key. Not unto men. If I'm doing this in order that I may be seen by men, I have no reward from God. He will not bless us with the power of the Holy Spirit if we live to serve ourselves. If our agenda is making ourselves big, he will crush us and humble us. He will, he will humble the man. He will have no flesh that will glory in He will have no big shots. He will be God. Oh, that's the satisfaction of the soul. Everybody's right with God. And he's giving us the pleasure of true worship. Sincere worship. Mm, 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 mm. 
Sincerity is worth all the gold in this world. Because <laughs> uh, you can't buy it. Even in California, is you can't buy sincerity. It's the gift of God. <laughs> oh, one of the greatest privileges God ever gives a man in this world is to be sincere with him. To confess our sins. To come to God degraded and lowly. He told that woman. I'm not giving you this water until you're sinner. I'm going to make you make us acknowledge your filth in my sight, he says. I'm going to make you see yourself a sinner. I'm going to make it now. 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 <laughs> And when Mommy God Jesus. Almighty does that for us, we're almost there. Because a sinner hears from a loving God. You are forgiven. It's all forgotten in the blood. Oh, the precious blood of Christ. That's why he's worshipped. Look what God says in Hosea in chapter number 11. Here's what God says concerning the sinfulness of the sinner. If you ever have the compassion of God come upon you, here's what he says. It's in Hosea in chapter 11. In verse number 8 and 9. Number 29. Okay, 8 and 9. Yes, How can I give you up Ephraim? How can I hand you over Israel? How can I make you like Adma? How can I make you, or as to how can I set you like Zeboim? My heart churns within me. My sympathy is stirred. <laughs> I will not execute the fierceness of my anger. <laughs> and have you ever read? The book of Hosea. He hates what these people are doing. And their priests, they're the worst of it. And you know why Nigeria is in the condition it's in now? Mm-hmm. It's the preacher. Mm-hmm. It's the preachers. Mm-hmm. They deceive the people and tell them that if you give 
them money, or they say, if you give the money unto God. Is that true? <laughs> uh, the more money that you give, the more the economy it goes down. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why is that? God hates covetousness for an offering. He hates a man who gives money or gives him anything to get something back. He hates it. Mm-hmm. He will not be oh, I go down south and it's an abomination. Ego it is all money and fake miracles. That's all that they give the people. And God is angry. But he says, I will not execute the fierceness of my anger. I will not again destroy Ephraim. What is this word again mean? It means he humbled us. He chastised us. And we went on in our way, in our pride, in our righteousness, in our selfishness. Have you ever spanked a child and he got even harder? In the USA, as what they say is, I hate you, mom. The Almighty God studied us. And we went on wickedly. We continued in our sin. And God Almighty says, I won't destroy. Why? I won't come unto him again in hard ways. I'm going to heal him with compassion. Why? He said that my compassion is warm. This is God's covenant faithfulness to his elect in Christ. Did you see? He looks at us in Christ. And because of him, I'm going to have mercy on you. Oh, I honestly hate as to, as to when men make a big deal out of me. <laughs> I, I despise it. Ah, because I'm nobody. Look what he did for you. There is, there is nobody who would treat you like Jesus. that's what it says. Look what it says. For I am God and not man. 
There is no man on earth. There is no husband that will put up with you and I. There is nobody that would deal with us like God. If they saw our unfaithfulness, our hatefulness to a person and our lust after our own things, they would never pity us. Never, never, never. Don't ever think you're more merciful than God. Don't argue He says, I'll have mercy on Jacob, I'll have mercy on whom I will. Don't anybody in this building tell me that God is wrong. If he only had mercy on one person, he'd have more mercy than all of us put together. No, he said, I'm not a man. Oh, we better be thankful for that. <laughs> uh, it's not lucky. I don't believe in luck, but it's a privilege to be elected by God. <laughs> Look what he says. The Holy One in your midst, I will not come with terror. The Holy One in your midst. Now me, me, when I think of holiness, I think God's going to get me because of my sin. But God says, because of Christ, Christ, His holiness is filled with compassion. He's filled with pity. He has no mercy on the angels who sin. They have no Christ. They are greater than me and you in power, might, and majesty. But they have no Christ. And therefore, because of that, there is there is no pity or compassion. His holiness unto them hates them. His holiness unto Esau hateth Esau. Because Esau was not in Christ. And he was going to reject Christ until his last day. <laughs> but his holiness towards us Jacobs. <laughs> is I love you. I have compassion. It's getting hot in here with my compassion, he says. It's getting warm with compassion in my bowels. I'm looking, I'm looking at you in your sinfulness and I'm pitying you. I've chastised you and you ran away, but I'm coming after you 
you with mercy. I'm, I'm not going to let you perish. I'll send the preacher from the USA because I delighted in mercy on you. It's not because he's important, but you're important. That's why God sent me unto you. I gave up my life because he wanted to talk unto you. And he made me do it. It's the truth. Oh, why did I become a preacher? He made me. So why did I become a preacher? He made me. It's Hosea. In chapter 2, please. Hosea chapter 2. Verse number 7. Yes, sir. It's okay, you're doing fine. It's fine. Go ahead. But shall not find them, then shall she say, <laughs> I will do oh, God help us. To, the, to my first husband. For then was I talk with a stutter, but he still uses me to preach. And a person actually told me it helps me pay attention unto what you say. It humbles me and it, it actually keeps down my pride. And so when the brother is reading slowly, pay more attention. He's getting it out. It's just on time. And we got plenty of time. But look what he says about our experience as Christians and as she will chase her lovers. I did that. How about you? Well, if you haven't, then you have not been saved yet. You still haven't seen yourself as a sinner. As you see, God saves sinners. He does not save righteous people. He 
He makes us righteous after he saves us. But we're still evil in the flesh. As evil as possible. As evil as any other man on earth. The Apostle Paul said, In me that is in my flesh dwells. Absolutely. He's the holiest man on earth. And in his flesh, his natural nature, himself before God saved him, is still with him now. It's the flesh that he's in a warfare with. And sometimes he doesn't do as he ought to do. Sometimes he says and he doesn't do it. And we ought to be honest with each other, but at least be honest with God. As old as you are, Ma. I'm getting there. But if I get there, I'll be as sinful as I am now. Which is as sinful as I've ever been since the day I was born. I was conceived in the day. He's not talking about adultery. He's saying as soon as egg hits with sperm. That's a sinner. That's an evil beast. That's an evil man. That is against God. And that man or that woman, that's against God. He will sin all the way to hell unless God stops him. Right? That's true. That's true. That's true. And so she will chase after pride, after glory, after self righteousness, after money, after being better than somebody else. After Mr. Big Shot. I just, I just want. And to be a worm that's known in the midst of all the worms. That's what we're struggling after. It's to be seen as big by a bunch of nothing. Oh, to seem impressive to nobodies. That's what we're after by nature. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, thank you so Is we live for God with our mouths and for ourselves with our hearts. 
Ask yourself about the prayer life. I feel God, I feel like I need you. I, I grow. So when's the last time you prayed for your enemies? That you might love them and that God might bless them. That shows we're selfish and self-centered. And because of that, oh my brothers and sisters, we chase after our lovers. Oh, in the flesh, I want to be a big shot. <laughs> That's got to be beaten down. He's got to humble us. And so he lets us chase after our vain pleasure. But he says, but she will not overtake them. <laughs> I won't find joy in serving my stuff. I won't succeed in my vain ambition. Have you ever met a man that's happy without God's pleasure? If you do, he's going to hell. That was me and you, or we thought. I'm, I'm a fine happiness and a wife. I'm going to get me a husband. I'm going to have me some children. I'm going to have a big ministry. I'm just going to be seen as so powerful. I'm going to be the man that's going to be serving God. I'm going to be so popular. I'm going to preach with such power. Everyone is going to whisper as I enter into the building. That's just that. Oh, but it will not satisfy us his elect. He won't let it satisfy. He'll take it away. He'll crumble it. And he'll break us in love and compassion. Hmm? Hmm? Yes, she will seek them, but not find them. I won't find pleasure in home, wife, or family, husband, children, job, or money, or anything in this world. It will never satisfy my soul. I'll still have a sinfulness. I'll still have an emptiness. I'll still be crying out after God. Lord, help me. I need your help. I need something more in this world. I need power to obey you more than anything. I need the joy that only you can give. She was thirsty. And the Lord said, if you drink this water, then you're going to stay thirsty. (laughs) 
But the water I give you, it'll satisfy your soul. It'll feel that need until you need no more. That's the thirst that satisfies. I don't need a human being's pleasure or approval. I've got God. I don't need another person on earth. Okay, I've got God. Has that satisfied your soul? Then you've got meat to eat that nobody else knows about. Because if you and I can find pleasure in God, then find pleasure serving God. Then we have the pleasure that no man can take. That's the joy that Christ is giving. Satisfaction of soul. I had to be taken all of the way out of my self-righteousness of my self-strength, of my self-seeking, until I was in the toilet at the bottom. And you know what's at the bottom of the toilet. It's us. And I don't want to speak. And I don't mean to be vulgar. But the stuff that's at the bottom is us. And that's how God has to treat you. He's gonna save. He's going to make you nothing. He's going to take away all the strength that you have. All the righteousness will go in the toilet. All of the ability to decree my own will is just curse. Until I don't want anything but God. Has he saved you? Has he had mercy on you? Have you found the joy that no man can ever give you? Has he forgiven you? Has he given you strength to serve him from your heart? 
Let me say this. And I, I don't always speak about it. It's so shameful. I'm a divorced man. I was married for just a few months. And I only saw her just on the honeymoon. And she had as a man the whole time. But it was my fault that I married her. Because I loved this one. She was so Oh. She was tall. He was back in Bowney. And she was a model. Model. She was a model. And I remember she was on our wedding day. She had on her dress. She was in the hotel. She was, you know, she stood still on the proper. And small children went to try to touch her to see if she knew. And the men would stare. And God took her away. And that didn't even I would never preach. I felt like a total failure. I have failed at life. Oh, get the ministry. And then I thought, I'm going to chase this world. I'm going to get as much of the world as I possibly can. And in California, you can get a lot. There is nothing that you see that can be withheld if you have enough talent. There is every opportunity and the girls are plenty and loose. <laughs> and I'm thinking I'm going to get my fill. And I took one step. Ah! And 
God convinced me of my sin. Then she will say, I will go and return unto my first husband. Because it didn't satisfy me. It, it convicted me of sin. He brought me back. He didn't allow me to enjoy this world. Oh, for then it was better with me than now. <laughs> I would rather go back unto God and just I carry the pastor's Bible. Oh, preach. I just want him. Oh, when I I I Ah, but no. Hear me well. I hear me well. It's when I returned unto my first husband, I found out he loved me better. I found his forgiveness utterly shocking. And the joy I found with God in that sewer. He pulled me up. He washed me up. He washed me up. He gave me the Holy Spirit. And he sat me down with God through an open Bible. And he began to talk unto me inside my heart. And I had to keep checking on my Bible. Is this the same one I've always had? Oh, Janet, 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 because the words were fresh inside my heart. <laughs> oh, the master says, I got meat for you. And you know what else I found out that I'm almost at the end of the sermon? Let's go back in our text. It's the book of John 4. And I ask your patience. And you've been, been, you have been very patient and you've heard me well. It's the book of John 4. Verse number 32. I have food to eat of which you do not know. Verse number 34. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. I found out saints. Saints. The only way to keep this 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 joy coming is to serve God. Is to do whatever he says no matter what. 
It's to fear God and not man. It's to have no righteousness of my own and to live for his glory. It's to not have outward a religion only. It's to get that inside your heart that thrills your soul. It's a heart religion. It's a heart religion. It's a heart religion. It's in here. Those that worship God must. Worship in the power of the Holy Spirit. That means that me and you can't do this ourselves. <laughs> oh, we have to go to God every day with an empty hand and an open Bible. I'm master. I'm on my knees. Please give me. If you don't speak unto me, for me, now we Not in here. Here I got all kinds of things. But that means nothing. It's what gets in here. Serve God Let me ask you a couple questions and then I will finish. Do you have meat to eat? Mm. Do you have the meat to eat? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He feeds your soul with his Holy Spirit. You got supernatural strength and a firm. Supernatural, I don't know how to say supernatural, uh, almighty God's power and a thrill in your soul that satisfies you. Do you have it? Don't play games. I tell God all the time lately, I've got no joy in your will. Mm. I don't care about their souls. I just want to preach, but I really want to go make money. Mm -hmm. I tell them all the time. Whenever my soul is empty, I just tell God. If I don't sinful, I just tell God. Then I go to him with faith. Let me read another scripture. Psalm number 42. Oh, I can quote it. It says, as to why are you cast down, O oh my soul? Verse number five. 
And why are you disquieted? As to why are you worrying that God won't thrill you and give you and I the satisfaction? The problem is not with God. The problem is we seek it in the world. But when we come back unto God, shall he give give us something real? And look what he says. For I shall yet praise him. He straightens up. All the disquiet, all the confusion has stopped. I shall yet praise him because he's faithful. For the hell. To see his face, and to see his glory, and to see his beauty, and to the power from God inside you. Let me tell you this, and I'll conclude. If you live your life to serve God from the heart, He will throw your soul. He will give you food that the people don't know. And so where is your joy coming from? It's coming from God Almighty Himself. It's not coming from your family. It's not coming from your position. It's not coming from your money. It's not coming from anything you have. It's coming from God. For our Lord Jesus Christ's sake. And if we come unto him hungry, he will fill us every day of our life. The Lord be with you. Something fake is not, it's not good enough. Get the real deal because of God. He'll satisfy you. He will make you and I want to serve God more than anything in this world. He will make us happy. If you haven't trusted Christ, trust Him. Put your faith in Jesus. Look to Him and say, because of Him, Almighty God, the blood and the spirit is enough for you and me to live the Christian life. And with that, our joy is full. And there is no other way. Amen.
is we have about a half an hour left, right? Um, and so I don't know if it's supposed to be ending 